Hey, I'm C. Oh, what did my hand just do? Why did I? I went so f I went like fucking Five Nights at Freddy on that shit. Hi, I'm C. <laughs> this is unhinged, <laughs> and I'm Christine. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> why I'm not doing it again. Just keep going. <laughs> oh my god, I've turned so red so fast. It's fine. And welcome back to our podcast. Let's get shifty. I'm struggling today. Uh, well, it's a. Uh, why are you the one that's struggling when it's three in the morning for me? Like, I've had to take a nap to make it to recording session tonight. Listen, 9.20 is like past my bedtime. The fact that we got on the phone like an hour ago and it took us this long to set up and start. But we're here now. We're here now. It's, it's whatever. We're recording now and that's what matters. So how are you doing this week? I'm doing fantastically this week. It's, I mean, it's just a normal week. <laughs> fantastically? <laughs> well, that's a bit of an over-exaggeration. Scale of 1 to 10, I'm like a 6.3. Uh, I very much appreciate that point three. I think the point three just adds the perfect value and the perfect emphasis on exactly how you are feeling. It's very important. The point three was added after I shifted last night. Otherwise, I'm just a 6. Every time that you say, oh, I shifted last night, it's just like, shock to the Oh, yes, I forgot. Like, <laughs> it was very early this morning that it, well, it wasn't that early for me, but early now. It was like more than 12 hours ago. It was early for me. I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning, texted in the group chat, and then just passed immediately out again. Well, isn't that normally how it goes? Pretty much. You always wake up from shifting at like four in the like morning. Like four or five. Yeah, like four or five in the morning and like. Which is typically, like, between the hours of 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time is when I'll get a text from her being, like, I shifted. Um, so that's just kind of, like, what I wait for. It's always, like, the most, the most unhinged, misspelled, <laughs> like, psychotic texts. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting for this one today. Like, it's just, like, clockwork. Yeah. I am doing quite well uh, on this 3.24 a.m. evening. That's too late slash too early. You know what? It's, it's the sacrifices we make for our international besties. Anything for the grind. Yeah, no, this is, oh, fuck, fuck you. This is, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We aren't live. Um. <laughs> and see, I wouldn't have even noticed. I wouldn't have even noticed if you hadn't have started laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they don't know my real name. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally, that was the same pause and like effect as when I doxed me myself to you. Yeah, when you accidentally told me your full legal name on a FaceTime and I was like, Hang on a minute. <laughs> I don't know that person. I was in the middle of telling a story. Some tea. Um, I was, yeah, I was talking about some tea. It was like five in the morning here and some intense tea had gone down and I immediately called Christine 
And in the middle of me telling this story, I said my real name. And prior to this point, I have only ever referred to myself as C to anyone who knows me from TikTok. So I just casually doxed myself in conversation. And it took me a couple beats and I was like, oh, well, there's my real name. Anyways, and I just like kept going. And Christine was like, hmm, wait, wait. <laughs> Back up. We had to go back. We had to go back a few paces. And then not, not five minutes later, you told me your last name as well. I was like, this is what we're doing now, I guess. It's just an overload of information. Uh, but yes, um, as I was saying, yeah, like, fuck you, Christine. This, this Google Meet is all selfish interest. It has nothing to do with our friendship and everything with to do with me wanting clout. I know. They don't even like me anymore. We're not even friends anymore. No, they were just, this is all for clout. It's just a lie. Yep. This is all we do. Yep. We just plan our clout strategy and we're not even friends. It's all fake. I've never met this person before in my life. Well, that part's true. I mean. <laughs> Dear, um, cries and living, <laughs> cries and lives on the opposite side of the world. Cries in New Zealand. <laughs> cries in US. Cries in backsliding democracy falling into dictatorship. Is this going to be a political podcast now? Let's go. That's what my main account is. Ooh. So we're introducing a segment on our podcast called Question of the Week. And this is where we want to hear from you. So every week we are going to be asking a question and we want to hear from you guys what your answer is to any of the questions that we ask. And our questions could be anything. But this week we are asking, what do you want to gain from shifting. It could be anything. Maybe you want to hug your comfort character. Maybe you want to see a therapist in a DR. Maybe you want a dog and you can't have a dog in this reality and you want to go somewhere where you can have a dog. Whatever it is, we want to hear about it. So be sure to comment on the YouTube video, reply on the Spotify, or comment on any of our social media accounts and let us know what do you hope to gain from shifting. So um, last week C posted a video on their account asking you guys some things that you wanted us to talk about so we thought today we would take some of the most frequently asked questions and some of the questions that we found to be the most interesting and discuss them together on today's episode. And if you don't see your question today just know that we could be saving it for a future episode so do not fret we have a lot of questions screenshotted we are just answering some of them today but we will be doing this segment every week where we are answering a follower question and giving you guys a shout out from your user on whatever social media platform you commented on right you're the one who has all the questions Yes, I have a, I wrote some down. I used old fashioned pen and paper, pencil and paper, and wrote down some people's handles and their question beforehand. But I'm going to make it easy on our video platform and you'll just see it right here. Uh, yes, this is from at Grip Hooks Side Chick. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Imagine going into Gringotts and be like, oh yeah, baby. It's like, I'm here for Daddy Grip Hook. I'm gonna fucking off myself. And okay, so listen, this is not the point. L listen, so this is his side chick. Who's his main chick? You're telling me he has two bitches on the go? Grip Hook be poem. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, we're off to a fantastic start here. Okay, we have so many questions to get through. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go. Professional. So, what is Grip, what is grip Hook's side chick want to know? <laughs> um, I feel like talking about the actual process of shifting, method, no method, void state, etc., would be helpful for new shifters. Is that, that, that's not a question. Where's the question mark on the end of that? That's just a statement. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be helpful. Okay, cool. It would be helpful. What's the question? Just snorted. He said, where's the question mark? That is a statement. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? Anyways. Yeah, so the actual process of shifting, it looks different for everyone. Um, we have said this and will continue to say it, but shifting is a personal journey. So how you hear how shifting works. Oh, man, I just hit that. How you hear how shifting works for us is not how it works for everyone. Even between us is different. Like not everything that works for me works for Christine and vice versa. Um, with that being said, on my personal note, the actual process of shifting, like getting from here to there, doesn't really feel like anything like i feel like a lot of people are like oh i feel myself being pulled or like i'm falling through time and space that's fine a lot of those are symptoms of your body falling into a meditative state or your body falling asleep i don't get symptoms like that i've been meditating for a long time so i don't get a lot of symptoms like that so my actual process of shifting is just setting the intention that i will wake up in my desired reality and when I wake up in my desired reality, I'm fully under the impression, honestly, like when I open my eyes, I'm still fully under the impression that I'm waking up in my own bed, in my CR. Like there was never a physical change that I noticed that I was like, oh, I'm in my DR now. Like when I've opened my eyes, I cannot tell the difference between that bed and my DR versus here. So shocks me every time still. Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. and. The, I talk about this a lot, the very first time I shifted, I had insane symptoms. Like I literally felt like I was falling through my bed. I was like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but literally since that first time, I very rarely, like, I mean, maybe like occasionally I'll have a small like, woo, kind of feeling, you know, like the- Woo. <laughs> yeah, but, but generally I basically have no symptoms either. So, and it is, if I'm like shifting to wake up in my bed, I'm like, Sometimes I'll feel the bed sheets and I'll be like, oh, where am I? And then it's not until I actually open my eyes and look around until I actually realize. Because it does, it does pretty much feel like closing and opening your eyes. Like shifting from your DR back to here also literally just feels like closing and opening your eyes. It's not like this huge intense like moment. Like it just, it just feels like waking up somewhere else essentially. Yeah, I also, there was a question. I can't remember whether it was like a question that was actually asked on the video where I asked people for questions or if it was on a separate video, but someone asked like, what is the whoosh, the whoosh of shifting, like, when you're, yeah, when you're coming back from your DR? And I was like, well, for me, there isn't a whoosh. Like, I've done a video on this on my TikTok, but, like, literally, I was like, oh, like, say I'm in my DR. Here's, here's your reenactment. I am in my DR right now. Wow, I need to go back to my CR. It's been a month now. I'm going to bed. I want to be in my CR. 
open my eyes. I am in my CR. It is literally like that. It is like blinking. There is no anything, no whoosh, no sound, no feeling. It is just that. Yeah, I'd say for me, it is pretty much the same. Although sometimes, you know that feeling when you're falling asleep and you kind of feel like you're falling, but you're not falling. Sometimes when I shift back, I get that like stomachy, like whoop. Because uh, sometimes, especially in my old DR, I could shift like from my DR back to my CR and then just continue sleeping here and not even like really realize that it shifted back. But for some reason with this DR, basically every time I shift back to my CR, I like wake up. Like I'll fully wake up immediately, immediately when I shift back and I'll have that like whoop. Like, <laughs> like kind of feel like I'm falling, but I'm not really falling stomach feeling. But it's not like a huge sensation. It's just like a little, a little whoop, you know? Yeah, I don't really get that very often. There's been a few rare times. Like, yeah, it's just a few rare times. Like I can probably count on my hand the amount of times where I've like had something where I felt a, sim a symptom of some kind of shifting. Um, I would just say like in a general sense of the question, whether or not you need to use a method is up to you and when it comes to methods like it is a trial and error process of finding the right method for you and i always recommend making your own method uh, which we'll go into later the quote-unquote actual process of shifting is whatever you make it it's whatever is most comfortable to you and i think that I, I said this in the first episode and I'll continue saying this, learning early on in your shifting journey that your shifting should be comfortable for you, I think is a game changer. Yeah, for sure. You don't have to lie on your back in the starfish <laughs> position. You cannot move. You don't have to do that. You can move. If, if I, oh my God. And especially in the very beginning of my account, I used to get questions. They're like, I'm shifting. And then like my leg itches. What do I do? I'm like, scratch your fucking leg and then keep shifting you drama queen. Like what, like be, you need to be comfortable when you're shifting. Being comfortable is so much more important than like prescribing to these very strict methods, you know? I mean, and for me, I still use methods. Like I'd say most of the time I still use like aspects of different methods because it just helps me personally. But if it's going to just make you more stressed to have like this stringent rule book that you feel like you need to follow, then that's going to hinder your shifting journey a lot more than it's going to help you actually get to your DR, so. Yeah, if you are laying in bed thinking about how badly your leg itches while you are trying to shift, while you are trying to focus on your DR, you are going to be having such a harder time than you need to. Like, just scratch your leg, just turn onto your side. Like, do not feel like you have to do anything a certain way with shifting because feeling like you have to do something a certain way with shifting is creating a barrier on yourself that you do not need yeah just don't stress about it you need to be comfortable if you're not comfortable then you very likely won't shift this next question is from a user that is uh i'm so sorry if i butcher this at weeds we ads bro i don't know this if you're on YouTube, you can see this. Um, moments in your DR where things felt magical, things you get to experience because of shifting. We loved this question, so thank you for this question. We loved this. I love this question so much because I think when you go, like, because we both shift to Hogwarts mainly. So I think when you shift to a DR like Hogwarts, like, walking down the fucking hallway is magical you know like there's there's so much of just everyday mundane life they take for granted here 
like going to have breakfast in the Great Hall and all this, all this beautiful freshly baked food and it's always warm and fresh and like just such a mundane experience such as having breakfast but like at Hogwarts it's so much more magical you know I feel like the, the little things feel almost more magical than the big grand magical gestures you know? like even the water tastes different we've discussed this <laughs> even the water tastes different at hogwarts like it's some of the best water you can ever have because it's like magically purified <laughs> kelly i don't know if you've seen kelly talk about this we have a friend who's so anxious that um the tap water at hogwarts is going to taste bad this is for you kelly the tap water at hogwarts is wonderful all the water is like even the water that comes out of your wand because you can do aguamente and do just of water fountain out of your wand and like it is so pure and crisp just delicious water <laughs> i'm very specific about my water i have the best water in this reality i have the best water it's a water filter that is i have a water filter too it's not a brita though it's it's called like pure like p-u-r and it is so good you can ask Anyone who has been to my house, Mans, Mans, if you're watching this, Mans will tell you I have the best water. I have one installed in my sink. Material girl. Oh, I, I have bottled water everywhere because I'm like a princess. Even in my, <laughs> even in, even in my DR, I have bottled water. I don't know. I'm like. What? I like bottled water. There's just, a... listen, I don't like big drink bottles. They need to be like small. So like in my fridge right now, I have like rows of these tiny little drink bottles because if the water warms up, I don't want it anymore. That's fair. I also, I like I say that like what, but like I have my like water filter in my DR. If I want it to be, I have this unlimited fridge in my DR. I talk about this often. I have this unlimited fridge in my DR where it, I just like think of what I want and it just shows up on my fridge. It can be hot food too. Like I just say fridge because it's in the shape of a fridge, but if it was like, if I'm thinking about McDonald's, it will come and it will be hot and it's not gonna get like frozen in my fridge. So, but anyways, like similarly, I can just think about this water filter that I have here that I love so much and have it in my DR because sometimes that water hits different than magic water. <laughs> That's so cool. See, I should have scripted like that fridge in. That's amazing. Although I'm tight with the house house creepy motherfuckers, creepy motherfuckers. But cause like I'm with Regulus and they love him. I'm often like, Regulus, can you take me to the kitchens please? <laughs> I want a snack. <laughs> I'm like, I want that. <laughs> the chocolate eclairs are to die for. The bagels. I always talk about the bagels. I don't know, there's something about the bagels. They're so good. They're like, I feel like everything is freshly baked every day. I don't know if that's just me or it's because there's a, there's a charm on the food to keep it warm. But every day, the bread, iconic, amazing. The bagels, mm, beautiful. I literally used to not like everything bagels, but Ron Weasley loves everything bagels. And now I love everything bagels because of like how much Ron loves them. And Ron eats one every day. That, why is that the most Ron thing I've ever heard in my life? Like that just makes complete sense to me that he likes everything bagels. Yeah. And he like, he'll fully Americanize it and put like the egg and the bacon like he'll like totally stack it up like he'll fully americanize it um it's just but like i ron's one of those people who will make a sandwich out of anything anything can be a sandwich um like i never liked that man yeah ron didn't like you either from what i gathered well 
my hatred had more of a basis than his did. <laughs> he was just prejudiced for nothing. Yeah, Ron's just dumb. Anyways, that was this. None of this. None of this is the question. Um, well, the food is magical, and this is another thing. Okay, so this is magical, not always in a good way. The portraits. Yes. The portraits. I don't know. I don't know if. I mean, you've obviously been up Ravenclaw Tower in my old DR. The portraits up Ravenclaw Tower were the fucking worst. They were the worst. We have never talked about this. They, I, I, I have it on a video like ages back in my account. They would like cat call you. There's this one fucking portrait of some um, Nicholas, I think. He always was like saying the most out of pocket shit about like what you were wearing. I, I the portraits up Ravenclaw Tower. Not, not, not a time. But there's, there was also a wonderful portrait down in the kitchens. And she would always give you the most beautiful compliments ever. And I love her. I feel like all the portraits by the kitchens in general, like, because it's all next to the kitchens, which is also right next to Hufflepuff. And it's, I feel like everything in that area of the castle is kinder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. So I think the, the portraits are very magical, although sometimes some of them are a bit creepy. And they spread gossip like no tomorrow. Like you would not believe. So the portraits are sentient, but... This is hard to explain, but like the portraits have an essence of the people that they were painting. If it was like intentionally painted to capture somebody's essence, then like it has the essence of somebody, but it's not necessarily like the ghost of somebody. Um, but they still have feelings and you can easily get on the quote unquote bad side of a portrait. And if you get on the bad side of like one portrait, you will be like blacklisted from just positive interactions with any portrait in the castle. Like if one portrait holds a grudge against you, it is very likely that the rest of the portraits will hear about it and it will spread through the castle like wildfire and you will not be liked. Well, I feel like the portraits have cliques as well. They'll uh, clicks, cliques? Clicks. They have groups, like friend groups. You know, like portrait friend groups, I guess. So. <clears throat> oh my God. I feel like it, it is kind of house-based. I definitely feel like, as we said, all the portraits down by the kitchens are on Hufflepuff of Friends. And then if I'm like, oh my God, Sir Nicholas up Ravenclaw Tower was sexually harassing me again. Um, <laughs> one of the portraits, the portraits by the kitchens will be like, oh honey, it's okay, come in, have a bagel. So like the, the, the portraits can definitely have like feuds with each other, I guess, which I think is the funniest thing ever. Like, you're dead. Like, bitch, you're dead. Like, I mean, similarly how the ghosts can have feuds with each other as well. Like, not all the ghosts in the castles get along with each other. And there's, like, quite a few ghosts, like, other than what we hear in canon. Walking through a ghost, feeling. How does that feel? Ooh. Um, it definitely feels... Like... Okay. This is, this is a bad description. Walking through a spider web, but not as stringy, and it's just like it's kind of like a more like a cold, wet feeling almost. Like I think that's a great description. Like walking through a cold, wet spider web that like chills your soul. Yeah, that's not magical. It's the opposite of magical. But just like little things like this are part of the magic. Um, or like I said, this like just 
Quidditch, whether you're watching or playing Quidditch, it's magic. People are flying hundreds of feet in the air. Uh, that is fucking insane. Even just picking up your wand and doing even the smallest bit of magic, even if it's just Lumos, and feeling magic course within you, feeling magic be within your body, it's an indescribable euphoric feeling. Yeah, it's definitely, it is definitely insane. And I've often said um, on my account in the past that magic doesn't really feel like anything because it does just feel like it's part of you. I mean, to me anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like this huge like explosion of power every time I do a spell. It just feels like who I am as a person in my DR is intrinsically different because magic is laced into my very being, you know? And that's pretty fucking cool. I feel magic as energy, personally, and it's not explosive in a way, it's not explosive in a way where it's like, oh my god, magic. Like, the, the only time where I've just been like, oh my god, magic, is recently in my DR when I've been working on wandless magic. That's a different feeling of magic, and it's more raw, unhinged, raw, important, um, potent. That's, I didn't mean to say important. Potent. It's like potent raw magic. So there's a different feeling to it. So that one does feel more explosive in the energy, but it's not overwhelming either. Um, but yeah, just like magic is within you. But I think it's important to say that like, even if you're not shifting to a, a magical place like Harry Potter, shifting is magical because being able to stand in a world that you've wanted to be a part of for however long, a place that you have felt a longing to be a part of and to stand within it and be part of it, that is magical. So no matter where you're shifting, you will experience the magical feeling that is the awe of shifting. That was beautiful, see. I like that. This is from at Megan L. Milsky. Again, I apologize if I butcher any of these. Uh, how do you guys view the concept of soulmates after experiencing shifting? <laughs> my entire life just flashed before my eyes. Christine said, ah, feelings. I, I have never had a feeling before in my life, so I wouldn't know. Not like you love Regulus or anything. It took me like three weeks to say it back, to be fair. Literally. He told me he loved me, and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and said nothing for, for three, three weeks. weeks. Not a word. Said, did not say anything about it for three weeks. The way that I screamed when she texted me this and said, yeah, Regulus said I love you. And I said nothing. Well, because it was so unexpected. We were in the middle of like a, a really intense conversation about the war and the Dark Lord and everything. And then I, I told him I was really proud of him because he was like, we were talking about the whole Horcrux situation and he was like, I'll hide it. I'm not going to like do what the Dark Lord wants me to do. I'll never mistrust your judgment again. And I was like, I'm so proud of you, Regulus. And then he was like, I love you. I was like, oof, bit out of pocket. <laughs> bit soon, my guy. <laughs> but yeah, soulmates. Um, so, uh, I don't even know how to begin. Y you start. I think now would be a great time to talk about Anthony. I think uh, I <laughs> so I the thing 
You're really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. So, <clears throat> um, so in, in my old DR, there was this, my lovely friend, Anthony, side character, he would, the way he hate, he would hate that. If he knew that everyone was like, oh, the side character, Anthony Goldstein, he would hate that so much. Um, we are best friends and maybe a little bit more than best friends. And I left my DR forever because I was so scared of how much I liked him. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and so, okay. <clears throat> if a soulmate exists, I hate this so much. I've never had a feeling in my life. If you hear me say this, no, you don't. If the concept of a soulmate exists, I think he's definitely it for me. Oh, but, <laughs> and I think he has taught me that soulmate, like soulmates and the soul connection can exist on a plane that's completely separate from like different realities. You can meet the same soul in many different realities. And the kind of immediate connection I had with Anthony and the kind of like beautiful friendship we had, the kind of friendship that was like cemented forever when we finally had our romantic moment um yeah he's just great anyways i'm i, I don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> i'll just add a little bit onto that but um i think having a relationship that is so beautiful in another reality the fact that i have been able to experience someone loving me in such a pure and unconditional manner in a way I have never experienced here is something I'm eternally grateful for. But it's made me realize as I've had to reckon with living my life here where that person, in this case it's George, does not exist here. Having to reckon with that is a very difficult thing. But I think what I have found is that I believe George's energy exists here somewhere on this plane. I think energy cannot be created or destroyed and therefore that same energy exists within this universe somewhere as well. And I believe whether they are a friend or a romantic interest that I will encounter them in my life and experience that connection that I know so well now. And I definitely feel the same way about Anthony. <clears throat> and a lot of people are always like, I do get a lot of questions about Regulus like versus Anthony and where my feelings stand with them. And I think it, I think you can love more than one person, even at the same time. I think the way I love someone, someone told me before, um, it was like a question that I got saying how it seems like Regulus is like a purely platonic, no, Regulus is a purely romantic soulmate and how even someone like James in my DR could be such a like purely platonic, wholesome, like just a best friend soulmate. But then Anthony is just like a completely different level of connection that I don't think I will ever get again, unless I find someone like that here. I mean, and hopefully, I do also hope that I'll find, I'll be able to find his energy somewhere here because it's just, he's so bright and i can't imagine a world without him in it <laughs> can i drink inter-reality soulmates anthony and christine went on a date in my dr last time i shifted there and that was like a whirlwind shock for me 
And I came back and we both were like, enter reality soulmates. Yeah. And I truly do believe that. There's just something about him that's so special. And yeah. And yeah, just the way, the way that he really sees me and loves me so unconditionally. And it's, 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 yeah. I want a drink. It's beautiful to hear. And now I've had the chance to witness at least the most basic levels of y'all's connection in person, which is so uh, beautiful as well. Yeah, because not many people see him. And it's honestly a privilege that he allows me to be the person to actually see him. And he's wonderful. And, oh. Ghosts. George really said, here I am. So C's been possessed. See if you're if you're watching this. This is the moment where you got possessed. Look. Possessed. Oh my god! We're gonna die! We got cut off because of my power. This is from at second Andromeda Black. Talk about you two and each other's DRs. Haha, <laughs> that's a funny I like I like this question. I love this question. This is the question. I love this so much because we have found that we I have another like IRL friend scripted into my DR2 and that like they are shockingly similar. It's so funny how similar CRC is to DRC and like especially with especially with the name thing. This is funny because you introduced yourself by your full legal name in my DR and I was like, "Oh, this feels illegal." And I just immediately called you C, like immediately. And you were like, oh, do I, have a, do I have a nickname already? And the way you go in on Sirius constantly and the way you like, you call everybody's bullshit all the time. <laughs> you just like very much just deadpan. Like, I know you're lying. I know this is bullshit. Tell me the truth. <laughs> and I'm always like, ah! so very much. <laughs> You are very much yourself in my DR, and it's so cool. I'm so grateful that we can be IRL friends, at least in one reality. Yeah, I would agree. I'm also grateful that we get to be IRL friends in at least one reality, uh, because it, living across the world from you in this one is absolutely absurd. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the to get to know you in my DR has been an absolute privilege, and also... Um, an absolute humbling experience because I uh, there another question that we got was like oh I like the trend of like times that you were humbled like when were times that you got like violently humbled in your DR <laughs> um, and a time that I got violently humbled in my DR was when this one <laughs> knocked me on my ass when we were <laughs> doing wandless magic um, literally, I was trying to learn how to block uh, an attack with wandless magic, just do a simple protego. Uh, and she hit me with a stupefy and knocked me straight on my ass and knocked the wind out of me. And I was like, it's been a long time since I got humbled. The last time I got humbled like that in my DR, I died. So. <laughs> I'm glad I am second only to the Dark Lord himself. I've never been paid a bigger compliment. Speaking of, you know who else I could fix? Uh, no. You know? No. <laughs> no, no, we're not, we're not gonna go there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. Are you? Young Tom Riddle. She's not kidding. I'm kidding. She's not. I am kidding. I'm completely kidding. 
She is not. I still can't believe you died. What a trip. I mean, technically I didn't, but it just looked like I did, so. Bit of cheeky death. I was just in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> yep. Anyways, Christine in my DR. It's amazing, literally. Like, she is both exactly how I imagined she would be and not at all. Um, oh, elaborate. Like, yeah, like, I know you from our, obviously, like, we text and we talk this way, although very often, but um, meeting someone in person is very different and just, like, <laughs> the amount of just, like, sassy side comments that you let out, just, like, without looking up from your book that like you'll be like reading and doing an assignment for a class and just like without looking up will say something that will just like strike me to my core call me on my shit like you're saying like I call everyone or call you on your shit uh in your DR like same thing you call me on my shit and I'm like you're one of the only people who I think truly sees me oh. like sees me that way like Oh, don't get fucking sappy on me. But like, <laughs> that is disgusting. Degrade me right now. I mean, only if you beg. <laughs> it's empty. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I think it's time to go to the next question. The way I'm so confident until C goes full dumb, and then I'm like, okay, daddy. Anyways. <laughs> It's the same in my DR too. I can't lie to you, and I can't hide anything from you. It's a problem. Can I, can I tell them the news from last night's shift about my lead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please do. Oh, do you want me to say it? No, you, you say it. Yeah, it's your, it's your DR. Yeah, it's my DR. So last night... Last night when I shifted, um, Marlene, who has been pining after C since C first got to Hogwarts, and who... See, you know my Marlene is pining after you. You're like, I know this bitch wants me. But um, they can deal with it. Like, she can deal with it if she wants to. I'm not going to make the first move. So Marlene did, in fact, make the first move. She asked you out on a date on Valentine's Day. And <laughs> when you told me, you let this bitch take you out to some fucking Quidditch game. And I was like, you're going to call that a date. <laughs> I'd be offended. I'd be offended. I'd break up on the spot. But you like, you were happy. You were like, it was fun. You, you didn't say that it felt, like, intrinsically romantic. But you said you had a really great time and you said she's so funny and you had like, you had a good time, I guess. Speaking of Valentine's date. So in my DR, the last time that I had shifted there, um, right around Valentine's. And I didn't find out about this till after. So I was a little bit offended. Anyways, yeah, she went on a date with Mr. Anthony Goldstein, who had a hit on her initially at the first party back of the year because typically um not typically this has happened all three years the first weekend in my dr gryffindor throws a party and invites everyone like anyone can come um it's like the welcome back party of course gryffindor throws it so anthony was hitting on her there and i walked over and i was like oh how's it going and she was like Oh, I'm pretty bored. Like, this idiot's been hitting on me for 20 minutes or, like, some shit like that. And she just absolutely obliterated him with one single monotone sentence. 
um, and then immediately walked out and left right after. Uh, said something else that I can't repeat on camera though. So anyways, immediately left uh, after just obliterating both Mr. Goldstein and me <laughs> walked out. <laughs> so that was the last interaction I had seen with him, but um, I was unaware that Mr. Goldstein was brilliant and strategically placed himself outside of the library, which is where she frequents most um, when she's not doing fuck shit with my friends. Um, <laughs> she frequents the library most, and he strategically placed himself on the bench that is in the corridor right across from the library and would be there right when she came in so that he could just at first be there so she would just see him and acknowledge that in her mind so it was like subliminal messaging type shit and then would like slowly over time just be like hey like he was so slow with this he'd been doing it for i don't even know how long like a while it seems um you were like i didn't even notice she was, you were like i knew he was there but i didn't like you know, it didn't register, like, really, yeah, you, I don't know, you know, like, his subliminal messaging thing totally worked, and, um, yeah, he, he took her on a nice date, and it was out, like, in the snow, and because his family's, like, rich as hell, they have this, like, nice tent, um, this, like, pure dark academia, and, like, a giant library <laughs> within it that has a nice skyline that you can see out but there was like he set up a enchantment around it so it was perfectly heated and like there was a picnic and um like a table with candles and they were able to like sit in a nice heated area and watch the snow fall without actually being like covered in the snow and um christine said it was absolutely brilliant and wonderful and beautiful and like he was a lot deeper than um she expected him to be and that he had a that he oh no that maybe she had a not or maybe you'd like passed him off too early or something like that okay so our next question comes from Haley Ivern I, I again so sorry if I'm butchering people's handles if these are your names I'm so sorry um this was a question that we actually got uh, on DM, so on our Instagram account. So uh, this would be a great time to mention. If you're not following all our social media channels, you can click the link in the description and it will take you to a link tree that has all of our links to our TikTok, to our personal TikToks, to the Spotify, to the Instagram. All the links that you need for this podcast are in the description. Um, both on Spotify and on YouTube right now, so check them out. Um, anyways, after that placement, um, <laughs> the question is, could you guys talk more in depth about your mentality right before you shifted for the first time? Did you know? Did you get any signs? Was it just a regular day slash night? Did you do anything different? Did something click? Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you. We love you as well. I mean, we don't know them. Love is a big word. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways, um, so <laughs> the very first time I shifted, as I said before, the very first time I shifted was one of the only times I've had very intense symptoms 
I was doing like kind of the Alice in Wonderland method and it felt like I was falling. Just genuinely, it felt like I was like free falling, but it wasn't, it didn't last for very long. And then I kind of, <laughs> now I'm free, free falling. I'm so glad you caught that. I didn't even say anything and she caught that. I know, I know. I, I got the brainwaves. I got the brainwaves. It was the right moment for it. We share a brain so. We do. We definitely do. On a scary level. Oh, we do. We always send each other texts. Like, exactly the same time. So many stories of us just like, I was just thinking that shit, and she'll text me. Uh, same. We can read each other's mind. Literally across the earth. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I, I, fe I felt like very intense symptoms that first time I shifted. I was like, God damn. But I was just kind of like, eh, you know gonna vibe with it see what happens because i'm just very chill <laughs> i'm just a very chill person so i was like eh, should be fine like if i'm dying i'm dying you know like pfft, I'd, I'd accepted it um and then i kind of walked through the door at the end of the alice in wonderland method and i felt like i could kind of see some like bright lights and it was like kind of crazy but then it kind of all faded away and i was like oh guess it didn't work and i felt like bed sheets around me but then when i opened my eyes I realized they were not in fact my normal bed sheets, that they were in fact the bed sheets of my bed in my DR. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm here now. And that's the story. <laughs> so it was kind of like a normal, like the symptoms were kind of out of the ordinary, but when it came down to it and when I felt the bed sheets around me, I was still kind of like, oh, I still kind of thought that I was in my own bed until I actually opened my eyes and Padma was screaming at me and all the crazy shit started happening. <laughs> Yeah, um, that is, well, there's not, at least, like, the shifting process was not like that for me. I don't think, like, at any point have I ever had, like, an intense shifting experience. Um, hmm, maybe once. Twice. <laughs> like, I don't know, I, the, one of them I don't even know if I'd consider like a shifting experience but anyways it was just like an intense time where I woke up and I was like so sure that I had shifted but I looked back and I was like I don't think I shifted but it was just like I was so intense about it I told you about this and I was just like panicked about it it was wild um but uh anyways um yeah my first time when I shifted I had no sign no nothing um i would say there was a click of sorts um i had realized that i w so this is always difficult for me to explain so bear with me here i always knew that i would shift like i had taught myself to lucid dream 10 years ago when it was crazy to believe in lucid dreaming and the fact that i had done that just kind of gave me a confidence about shifting that it was sure to happen at some point like didn't matter if it was today tomorrow a year from now two years from now 10 years from now like it would happen at some point like when I first lucid dreamt it was completely random so uh, I figured the same thing would happen with shifting so I just kind of like given it up to the universe and stopped chase stopped chasing after it and I was completely content and happy and grateful for my life here in this reality that I had become a better person because of what shifting had taught me. Like, 
I had struggled with insomnia and now I could suddenly sleep because shifting methods were helping me calm down and go sleep. I was meditating more. I was doing gratitudes every morning, um, becoming grateful for my life here. So like I was so perfectly content. I was like, I'm fine if I, I was like, I would be okay if I never shifted because I am a better person because of this. And literally the day that I had that thought process and I had an actual genuine like thought train where I had that conversation with myself, I went to bed that night and I just was like, I give myself permission to shift. I give my body permission to shift. Um, I give my consciousness permission to shift. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I went to sleep. I did nothing else. I just did my normal like sleep thing. I just kind of like focused on my breathing and calm down and fall asleep. And then I shifted. That was when I shifted to the one-off. Um, it wasn't like my actual DR, but that was the first time I shifted. So I, that was kind of like the only click I would say, but I don't know. I think we hear about this a lot with people like, I wouldn't say I like gave up on shifting, but you know, I was like very content with where I was at with shifting and I wasn't chasing shifting anymore. And that was exactly when I shifted. And I think I, and like, I've heard this very often that people are like, it was exactly when I stopped chasing shifting that I shifted. Yeah. I honestly think that's the biggest piece of advice that I will ever give to people is to just relax. Like everybody theoretically has the capacity to shift and it doesn't matter when you shift, you could shift tomorrow. You could shift next year. The reality is that it doesn't matter because you will regardless. And knowing that, letting that go and being content with divine timing or whatever you want to call it is honestly the most important thing you could do. And being happy with your life here, as you were saying. And I think that can be really hard to do because everybody's circumstances are different. And I mean, you could have a really shitty life here. I mean, you could, that's true. But even with the most awful circumstances, there is always a tiny silver lining, even if it's just a glimmer. And finding that silver lining can honestly be the difference between shifting and not shifting, in my opinion. Like about two weeks prior to me shifting for the first time, my dad and I had had, about, had, had a conversation about shifting. And he was like, that's fine, whatever. Like you wanna shift, whatever. But don't be shifting because you are escaping from dealing with your shit here. Because at the time I was in a very, deep depressive episode I was not in a good place mentally and he definitely called me on my shit I was trying to get out of here because I didn't want to deal with what I was dealing with and I was like shit he's right um which is that's always like the moment you don't want to have to admit that your parent is right no but it's true and I think a lot of us have a similar I mean I I also I was kind of coming off the back of a really really bad breakup at the time like when I was kind of discovering about shifting and everything and it was the same for me I was in like a really really bad place mentally but I think learning about shifting has helped me come to terms with the poor mental place I was in and to kind of internalize it and process it in a more healthy way because I'm not shifting to escape this reality like and as we always say there's trauma everywhere like if I shift to escape this trauma, there'll be trauma somewhere else. So when I think realizing that and realizing that it's so much bigger than just this damaged reality and that perfect reality, 
that's just not that's not how it is it's so much more than that and i think using both your cr and your dr in conjunction with each other to get like the most holistic life experience as the soul that you have is the best way that you could look at it i don't know if that made any sense but it did in my brain no i think that made perfect sense and it sounded wonderful when you said it honestly two weeks after i had that conversation with my dad after i he had told me that i was using shifting as escapism that's when i shifted and during those two weeks i had decided i would wake up every day and start my day by writing 10 gratitudes 10 things i was grateful for in this reality and it was like the simplest things because i was not grateful at that time i really was pushing myself to get to 10 things it was like I'm grateful for the color black I'm grateful for my dog I'm grateful for my comfortable bed like it was the most simple things that would just get me to 10 gratitudes but by the time I got to that like two weeks which I wasn't even really counting it but like when I look back in retrospect of it when I got to those two weeks I was like easily hitting 20 gratitudes more. It was suddenly so easy just in that short period of time. And I was so much happier in my life here. It's so strange how the littlest things can make huge improvements. Absolutely. And gratitude affirmations. I think gratitude, if you believe in like energy or the universal God or whatever, I think gratitude vibrates on the highest frequency of whatever you believe in any sort of religion or any sort of spiritualism that you believe in, gratitude is the highest form of pure good, I believe, in the world. And tapping into that is always going to be a good thing, especially when it comes to shifting. Last question for today's episode comes from Jazz Panda. I'm so sorry. I love the apology, the apology after every name. So funny. I just feel so bad. Um... Is there a mental shift with shifting? Do you view things differently? And this was the one that had come via DM on our um, Instagram. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we both kind of agree that it definitely makes you see things in a different perspective after you've shifted. It definitely makes you see the big picture of things more because, I mean, all problems are problems, but somehow, when I'm in the wizarding world, when I'm in my DR, dealing with the Dark Lord, when I come back here and I'm too anxious to make a phone call, I'm like, what the fuck am I even anxious about? Like, why does this matter? You know, it it definitely puts things in perspective and it tends to make things a lot easier, like things that would have previously felt like the end of the world to me, I think now I feel are a lot easier to deal with. And my confidence level as well, I think has boosted like an astronomical amount, especially, I mean, Draco did nothing to boost my confidence level, but since I've been shifting to my Marauders DR, genuinely the confidence boost has been amazing, and I'm so grateful for everyone there for it. And I think that's definitely like, I mean, I, th- I feel like I could have reached that level of confidence even without shifting, because it's always been within me, but I'm definitely grateful for shifting for like fast tracking that process. Yeah, I think the positive reinforcement experiences I've had in my DR have made me such a better person and, uh, made things easier in this reality for me so i think there was like a a little shift there with the fact that you know like when i'm in a situation here with people that would make me socially anxious i can just think back to like oh like i put myself out there in my dr like i am a person that like almost 
I don't want to say like everyone at Hogwarts knows who I. Well, actually, I in, since I did the tournament, so yeah, everyone does literally know. You're who, pretty famous. I mean, yeah, like I see his front page news. I hate thinking of it like that, but like, yeah, everyone knows who I am. <laughs> And my DR, I mean, but like that's also like not necessarily um in my best interest that like my my story I have two stories with Voldemort that are famous in my DR like on some I'm on some chosen one shit it's weird but um you and Tom have a past yeah yeah he murdered my mother so that's oh aloha anyway. <laughs> Everyone knows me, and, like, there's this positive reinforcement of, like, the parties that I've gone to there and, like, kind of being part of the life of the party. Um, all the shit I get into with the twins, like, just my life in general there just gives me confidence to live my life more daringly here. That's a good line. I like that. And I completely agree. Becoming friends with the guys, like, um, James and co., the Marauders. <laughs> I went through three different names of their friend group before I got to the Marauders. This has happened, like... Two... I'm just not used to calling them that. They're just the guys, or my boys, or James and Co. It's never the Marauders. Literally two other times today, you've said this in our um, chat with our friends, that you were like, you called them, like, the guys or the boys, and you were like, I mean the Marauders, and you, like, had to <laughs> correct yourself, and I was like, we all know who the fuck you're talking about. Well, I know. It's just, like, yeah, the guys. Just being friends with them, especially as I've become more close with James, it's definitely made me, like, have so much more confidence because just the way he is so boldly and unapologetically himself is, like, admirable to me in a way. And it's really cool to see someone like that and to have someone who's, like, so... Like, he's my biggest cheerleader in doing dumb shit. And I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we will always, always be getting into dumb shit. And as you said, it's, is, I mean, I'm still me there and I still have my insecurities, but it is definitely easier to be outgoing in my DR than it is here. And realizing how easy it can be there has made me realize how much I stress for nothing here. So that's definitely been the cause of a lot of, a lot of confidence. And as well with um, like romantic relationships too. I think we can both agree that we've maybe potentially not had like super positive romantic experiences in this reality and being able to rewire those parts of our brains with, with the beautiful people that we've been, you know, been graced with their presence of. That was such a stupid sentence, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> being able to be with such beautiful, wonderful people in our DRs has definitely helped to rewire that relationship trauma. And I definitely see my like my love life as something more positive now and I feel like I could find an Anthony here or a Regulus or I'm thinking about Anthony too much but yeah I, I could find someone who matches up to my DR people and that's a really cool and exciting thought like I used to be so negative about it but yeah it's just exciting now there's so much that awaits I was gonna bring this up as well but uh there's often conversations about whether people should script out their mental illness um, which that is entirely a personal decision. So that is entirely up to you and what you feel comfortable and what is best for you, your journey and your experience. What I would say from a personal experience is someone who has mental illness in the, um, <laughs> Please. uh, sorry, I can't take anything serious. Uh, anyways, Mood. um, yeah, I, use my DR as a way to heal 
and as a way because I know I'm safe that well <laughs> I'm you know when you put it all like in perspective of like potentially having died it, it doesn't sound safe I know I was gonna say on a social scale like it's relatively safe and um it's been a good thing for my depression and my anxiety though as i said the positive reinforcement experience has been a very good thing so um like i said it's up to you on what you want to do with that but like my personal take was seeing my dr as a vehicle for healing i completely second that i've definitely found it a lot easier to be able to heal stuff there because it, it i mean hogwarts is not safe but it feels safe. Like, I feel safe with the people there, you know? The wider world is potentially a very scary place, but I know my people there I can rely on with anything. And having those kind of close-knit friendships and even the opportunity to talk with a mind healer, if you so choose to, just like magical therapist, I guess, it, it just helps a lot. And it makes it a lot easier to be able to heal your mental illness. So, anyways... Anyways, that's all the questions we have time for today. And just a reminder that our question of the day was, what do you hope to gain from shifting? We want to hear from you. Leave it in the comments below if you're on YouTube. And we hope that we've been able to answer some of your queries today. Yeah, I hope you guys have uh, liked this episode. We certainly have had a lot of fun recording it. Too much fun. We will see you guys next week for a very spicy episode. Spicy episode. We're going to talk about controversial shifting opinions and we're not going to hold back we're not going to hold back we're going to be completely blunt on our own controversial shifting opinions so be sure to tune in next week to uh, hear all the tea yes <laughs> thank you so much for listening see you next week <laughs>